everybody, and welcome back to the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I'm your host on this wild ride, William Key. This one's a little bit of a strange one. I actually, um, fulfilling a promise I've made for the past two years, I said I was eventually going to get a guest on this show, and I finally did. My friend, Matt Cariotti, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Oh, it's my pleasure to do it, bro. You know, it's, you know, I know you for a couple a while, a while now, and I really wanted to, you know, jump on your show because, you know, it's, I've been listening to your show, like, uh, from episode one going up to 86 almost now. So it's, I'm getting there, you know, it's, it's, it's still a long process, but, you know, I'm a long time listener, you know, I'm just trying to support and, you know, you got some good things to talk about, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to, you know, go into a podcast and actually, understand somebody and you know common interest on a podcast so you know it's a good podcast and i'm i'm it's a privilege to be here well thank you so much and and you know what you've got a bit of a story yourself i mean not only are you a uh, first-time father but you've also got a little side business as well why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself let the audience kind of learn more about you uh so i have a little one her name is olivia and she's uh 18 months old so she keeps me on my feet right now uh right now i have a side business that i do a bunch of 3d modeling and i print right now like basically two to three feet pokemon figures so they're i'm trying to get as they're pretty big they take a couple days to print but the detail is really cool and uh, if anybody wants you know any information maybe uh will can put my information at the bottom of the link but i'm taking orders you know it's it, they're very cool they're interesting i'm just trying to get my social media game a little bit better because i suck at it and basically you have to post something every day to be fresh basically but it's hard you know because it, again i have a child and um i'm recovering from back surgery as well and uh, it just, it you know, it's a hobby right now. That's the hobby slash, you know, business that I'm trying to do. But that's it, really. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. Social media is, if anything, for this show, it's sort of my weakest uh, point. Uh, funny enough, I was actually on um, Sean Capri's podcast, We the Gamer Cast, this week, and we were talking about like the social media game. We were talking about podcasting and and keeping it going, you know, despite you know COVID starting to slow down and um, I had mentioned to him that my show kind of started around the same time as a number of other podcasts. And then I've started to notice those people coming back from COVID, their podcasts just started trickling off and people going back to work and that normal uh, work-life balance. And now they're not working from home all the time. Right. So it's, but again, going back to the social media side, uh, because you'll find when I'm on this show, I, I go off into tangents. So I have to kind of control myself. So, yeah, I guess, as I was saying, you know, the, the uh, social media is uh, it's really tricky, really tricky to navigate. And there's so many platforms out there that you kind of have to get yourself onto. Um, I know for your business specifically, it, it would benefit for something like Facebook, I guess, word of mouth. But I've seen the that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like there would be some success on TikTok too, per, potentially showing off work like that. I'm um, thinking about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a, a TikTok page. I got one for my daughter and it's pretty popular. You know, I got a, you know, a couple hundred people watching her videos, but I, I don't know what to post of my own personal stuff. Yeah, that's why. But I just I think the thing is, like, I see people, other businesses that do it, just recording and taking pictures of what they do. So I think about I'm just going to get like I have, a, I have a shit phone that I don't use, put it on a chair and just record what I'm doing and just put it on 
as a fee or do something as advertising. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like anything at this point, like I, when I was using TikTok, I've just been kind of hopping on trends that I've seen and sometimes it gets views, but I really don't know what it means. So I just kind of go with the flow. And if I, if I happen to be scrolling through TikTok and I'm like by myself, I'll just record a video, but I've been meaning to use it more often. Uh, and I'm just not taking full advantage of it. It's hard. That's the thing. There's so many people on there. Like it, every day, millions of views go on. Like I remember I, I used the song or what, like a song to dub my daughter to do something. And I did it literally five minutes. I was like, where's, where is that video? 250 video down on the list that I posted 10 minutes ago. Like people are constantly posting. Absolutely. It's just amazing how many people are actually on TikTok and social media right now. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I think that that it's good for our personal updates. Why don't we get into some of like the games, the shows that we're watching from, for myself, I'm not watching anything at the moment, aside from like 90 day or the bachelorette. Those are really the only two that I can like really say I've caught up on. Uh, it's sort of this weird transition period out of the summer into the fall. That's when all the fall programming starts to kick up. Um, so my wife and I are really big into all the Chicago shows like fire med PD. Those all kick up or, like next week. So we're waiting for those. You ever watch um, station 19? Yeah. My wife's a big fan of that. My wife loves it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a spinoff to Grey's, right? And yeah, it, that's it why. seems, it seems like it's a good like firefighter show, but I'm, I've been invested in Chicago fire almost a decade now. Like there oh, was wow. like, because the only reason why I hopped on is because at the time, you know, I've been seeing a lot of like police dramas that was pretty commonplace and it still is, but I hadn't seen a show about firefighters before. And I was like, this is cool, I guess. And there was some like relatively familiar actors, like the main guy on Chicago fire who just left was formerly from house. He was on the show house and then came to the show, but no, I just, and then they, they built it into this, like this big Chicago universe that also crosses over with law and order because it's the same executive producer across all those shows. So, so they, they basically, it's Canon. All those shows are connected. It's like the MCU for evening dramas, essentially. They have to have their own, like, who's the bad guy, like Marvel, right? Cause they're all like combining like their they own ha- universe. <laughs> they, they have their regular twice a year crossover episode. Okay. Which, you know, it, the one hour focus on Chicago fire, but all the characters will cross over in it. It's like a, an overarching story across all three shows. And sometimes with law and order characters sprinkled in, but not so much recently, but law and order, that's a show that's been around for like 20 years. And I have no <laughs> intention of going back and trying to get caught up on all that. Nope. No, I, I, after like, after the 30th season, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's like The Simpsons, right? It's just not going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's like Simpsons. I'm watching The Simpsons now. I'm like 34th season. I'm like, why do they get that? They're not stopping. Like, literally, they're not stopping. Exactly, exactly. So what have you been watching? I've watched this, this stupid show that's on. I don't even know what what TV show, what channel is on. Court Wars. And it's based on the U.S. And it's just stupid people that they're in court and they just they spaz out and they, stu- they start doing stupid shit that, does- that they're on camera. So I've been watching that. I've been watching all the Marvel stuff, like the She-Hulk every Thursday comes out. So me and my wife watch that together. And we're actually on the last 20 minutes of The Bachelorette. So I'm on the last episode. I got 20 minutes left. So after this episode, I'm probably going to watch the ending and see who 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 the girls actually uh, go with. It's I know you didn't, did you start it yet or no? We um, well, I finished it last night. My wife, my wife fell asleep in front of the television, so I won't say anything. 
out of truth, it wouldn't really bother me, but like, I don't like, I'm at the point that the, they're with the two, the two guys, like she's with one guy, she's with another guy. And now it's basically, are they actually going to get together? Because there's just so many crying. They're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, Oh my God. Like at the end of it, I didn't feel like it was an actual two people getting into a show. I felt like there was just like at one point, okay, you do your own part. You do the other part. And I was watching two, two seasons in one episode, basically. I mean, I liked when they finally found the focus, right? Because I felt like I knew going into it, it was going to be a clusterfuck. Like, I, I thought at one point that they were going to start, like, pulling each other's hair out. Like, they were going to fall in love with the same guy and get into, like, That's what fights. I wanted. I wanted that. I wanted that kind of, like, that girl fights to the point that they started, like, fighting. But, like, I wanted that guy. No, I wanted that guy. And then, like, drama like that. Like, there was only one incident that one guy went to the other girl and the girl kept him for a little bit until he literally got corona. Like I feel exactly. That, I feel like that guy got fucked over in the show. Pardon my language, but I think that guy kind of got screwed over because he got kicked out and he didn't even have a choice. I know, and and they made it. <laughs> there were previews that made it seem like he was going to come back. Like, yeah, like why didn't you give him a shot? Like at least do a phone date or a, a Zoom call. Like yeah. no, he's like okay, no, he's done. I'm like okay, that's kind of shitty because it's not his fault that he got it. But like that's the situation that you deal with, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, have you been playing anything? <sighs> to be honest, not really. I've been like, I love video games, but right now there's a hump of, there's not a lot of shit that's playable right now. Like, I don't know what to really play. Like I was, I went to Thunder Bay a couple of weeks ago to visit my, uh, my, my wife's side of the family. And they had the family that we stayed with have two little boys, one's 10 and one's seven. And they loved Fortnite. So I played Fortnite for the whole week. So I got really good at that. And I've been playing Fortnite for a little while, but uh, I don't know what else to really like. I play a little bit of Call of Duty, but that's it. Oh, but nothing, say you're I'm, all you're all Fortnite out. You're all like I, the shooters have basically worn you out for a little bit. No, I'm actually doing really good because there's a bunch of kids on there and they just don't know how to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's so a, that's doing, the luck, right? You want to get in on those servers where the kids don't know how to use their phones. Right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like the thing is I got the pro controller, so I got the triggers at the bottom. So basically I can jump and shoot at the same time and an average player can't jump and shoot because the A button and the trigger button or the, the thumb button are right beside each other. So you physically can't jump and shoot at the same time. But if you have a pro controller, you can. So it's kind of cheating in some way a little bit. I, it's, I'm having fun. To be honest, I'm waiting for the season like the other. It's called like the season two pass or they're on season four. But that comes out on the 18th. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Cause it's all Marvel themed. So it's going to be interesting what they actually, what kind of skins that they put on. Hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but I jumped on a little bit of um, a Hitman again, but okay. I am waiting for God of War. Yeah. That's, that's I'm, I'm pumped up for God of War. I got the basement ready. I got my projector ready just for that game. So I I'm looking forward to it. I know it's still a while away and even cut the new call of duty still at like the end of October. So we still have like, two months of nothing like i, I don't mm -hmm. know like what you playing anything that's really interesting right now or no speaking of god of war like i just finished <laughs> god of war 2018 last week so oh I'm, so good i and the you know the ragnarok trailer just came out yesterday right so i'm sort of fresh and fired up i'm ready to like jump right back into it like i I don't go out of my way to 100% games anymore. I play as much as I feel is attainable, and then I kind of move on. So 85. Thought, you know, I was yeah. 85%. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm good. It's, for God of War, there's a lot of side missions. Like, there's exactly. a lot of... <laughs> 
I saved oh. a bunch of side missions for the post game, right? So I kind of got the credits rolled, which was important to me. And then I did what I felt was attainable at the time. And then when I kind of hit a bit of a like rough roadblock, I'm like, all right, putting it down. Because what I've been doing is I've been renting games in bulk at the library just to right. kind of get myself you know, acquainted with some new titles. But the other game that I have been playing, I actually started up is Persona 5. I don't know if you've ever played Persona. No, I never played any of that, those uh, franchises. I have been putting off even like trying those games because my, my best friend was a huge fan of um, it's like original. It's like predecessor, which was Digital Devil Saga, um, Sega Atlas produced games. Uh, then eventually Persona kind of took the, the West by storm uh, with Persona 4 and then eventually Persona 5, which I only just learned came out six years ago. I thought it was like, you know, younger than that, but I'm finally hopping onto it. And this game is interesting. I heard somebody compare that they made the comparison of Pokemon meets Inception. And it basically you're you're playing as this uh, this high school student and it's set in a Tokyo high school setting. And your character is kind of shipped away to live with somebody because he basically gets caught for a crime uh, that he basically didn't commit. And he's sent away to to like a juvie school kind of, but not really. He's basically under watch and he's told that he needs to like, you know, clean up his act. Uh, but what ends up happening is he stumbles upon this other world, which it shows basically like the dark side of people's like emotions and their feelings and thoughts and stuff like that. And he discovers that he can kind of walk between these two worlds and he can manipulate this other world and manipulate people into sort of changing their heart essentially. So uh, the only thing is I'll give away like kind of the first part because it'll kind of make sense. So there's a character that you meet in the in the beginning of the game who's a teacher who is sort of like creepy towards like some of the students. Like he's a gym teacher and he's sort of having like this like weird kind of relationship with some of the, the kids. But he's also like verbally, physically abusive to a lot of the students. You've learned that in the other world, this character kind of sees himself as like king of king of the castle, king of the school. So his character is sort of represented by a persona that makes him look like a king and he's like dressed in like a speedo with like a king's robe and it's like it's very strange but you sort of bring along this other student who stumbles into the world with you and you're basically taking on these sort of superhero alter egos and you're kind of pulling off like these sort of heists to kind of get people uh to sort of change their their perception on their own reality it, it's a very weird sort of complex story uh, but you're basically trying to go in and with this first guy, you're trying to like kill his persona. So that way he went in the real world, alters his sort of life. So he goes from being less of a pedophile to more of an honest to goodness person. If, you, if like that a makes movie sense. more than anything, this doesn't sound like a game at all. <laughs> but it's, but that's where the inception part sort of kicks in because you're kind of dropping, you're jumping into worlds to kind of like on the back end. The people obviously don't realize it like in the real world, but you're sort of hopping into their like persona, into their their mind and sort of changing their perception on things. But it's a turn-based RPG game. So it, it's a lot like Pokemon in that way. And that turn-based, okay. Yeah, your character has this sort of inner demon persona that fights other demons within this world. And it's it's got pretty banger music as well. I'm not going to lie. There's like an official soundtrack that you can get on like, apple and spotify it's got some pretty cool music but then there's this like 
I went online to see how long it takes to beat this game. And it was like, it takes you 97.5 hours to beat this, the story. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, and I'm only 10 hours in and I haven't even beaten the first guy yet. Like it's, it's a long game. There's a lot of tutorials because there's a lot of, of elements in this game to kind of unpack. So it's not for everybody. I didn't even think it would be for me, but I'm giving it a fair shake because I feel like I've kind of, you know, put this game on the back burner, but it's been, it's received like really like universally well-received reviews here in the West, like eighties, nineties, like perfect scores across the board. So I think it's a game that's like definitely worth at least checking it out. And you'll know within the first five to 10 hours, if you're going to want to stick around. And I definitely want to push as far as I can, because then there's this whole like dating sim aspect to it as well that comes into it you sort of live your life as a high school student take on a part-time job find a relationship like there's a weird sim like aspect to it that i really want to get to sims matrix yeah there's a bunch of this sounds like a bunch of movie games <laughs> fuck and it's japanese right so it's hella oh. anime right so oh definitely had a, a anime in the J- japanese game Exactly. Well, you know what? I think that that's, this kind of brings us to the conclusion of our personal gaming updates. I think that we need to go into the main topic of the show. The reason why I brought you on here, because I, I knew obviously I could talk to a lot of this stuff, but I thought, you know, to make it special for episode 86 here, let's bring a guest on. We'll bounce off some thoughts on this past weekend. We had the D23 Expo. This was where Disney was sort of releasing their slate of some new updates for Multiple things across, say, 20th Century Fox, Lucasfilm, which does all the Star Wars content. But the big one, obviously, we'll get to is Marvel Studios. Going down the list here on Walt Disney's website, I want to start with the Lucasfilm stuff. And we'll kind of go back and forth, see, and we'll kind of review some of the highlights. First off, uh, there's Andor, which, if you're not familiar, it's the Cassian Andor story, the character who was first introduced in Rogue One. Are you familiar at all with Cassian Andor or at least Rogue One? Rogue One, yes, but the, this one, no. This I never, I didn't even watch the trailer for this one. Yeah, so I watched the first trailer. This is the final trailer because um, the show is debuting at the end of September, so about two weeks from now. They've confirmed this show is already, it's going to have 24 episodes. So the first season is going to be releasing, and then next year they're going to release the second season. Like it basically, we're getting two seasons, and and that's it. I think that 24 episodes, that's, that's pretty long. Like you could push that out to easily two seasons, like, or more, if you really wanted to, like half the stuff on Disney right now is like six to eight episodes. No, exactly. Right. So I I don't actually know how long these episodes are going to be, if they're going to be half hour or an hour long episodes, but this first season is going to be 12. The second season will be the second half, which are 12. And it's basically the prequel to rogue one. So you're seeing this character, Cassie and Andor, and it's going to eventually lead up to the events of Rogue One. They're kind of framing this as a spy thriller espionage story, which is something we haven't really seen within the um, the Star Wars universe yet. So it, we got a bit of it in Rogue One, but I think that they're really leaning into that dark sort of like grimy uh, area of Star Wars that it's intriguing, right? We've only ever really seen a lot of the flashy like Jedi lightsaber duels space opera side of it but this is really getting down to the nitty-gritty and of course like with every star wars show that's coming out now i'm definitely going to be tuning into it uh because upon rewatch i i really did enjoy rogue one for what it was i thought that it was a really good story i thought the characters were interesting and it touched upon an interesting point in the star wars universe that 
leading up to the events of episode four, A New Hope, it was kind of cool to see that how it sort of transitioned from that story into what would eventually become the very first Star Wars film. It is it is very interesting. You know, it, it obviously is going to be big because it is Star Wars and Star Wars fans are massive, like absolutely massive. So it is going to probably do good. A lot of people are going to enjoy it. A lot of people are going to say negative things like everything out there. But, you know, I may give it a shot because I, I'm starting to turn into a Star Wars fan now. I probably will do it because I, the winter's coming and, you know, it's that you can't do a lot of stuff outside. So, you know what? You know, what's, it doesn't hurt to just nice cold day. Just watch some, you know, try to binge a couple episodes. But do you know if they're going to release all 12 at the same time or are they going to do this weekly uh, release episodes like they do sometimes? So we're actually going to get a bit, very generous three episodes on its debut. So next week, actually, September 21st is when the series will debut. So I, I thought it was the 26th, but it's actually the 21st. And it's going to debut with the first three episodes. And then I'm assuming from the date of the release, it'll be one episode a week until the finale. That's still a long time because it's still 12, 12 episodes. But again, they are still giving us three right away. And I imagine that this is going to be like a half hour, 40 minute episode Again, I'm I'm curious to see how they'll stretch this story out uh, two seasons, but they've they've seemed to have have it had it figured out, and they know when they're going to end, so they're going to end on their own terms. Yeah, next up, I mean, there was this show. I didn't watch this uh, official trailer. This is for something called Willow, which it's a it's a sequel to a fantasy adventure film from the late '80s uh, that was also called Willow that Ron Howard had directed. Um, it falls under the Lucasfilm umbrella because George Lucas was a producer on it. It's the um, same actor too. It is the same actor. Yeah. Warwick Davis, which he, I feel like I've seen him somewhere else, but I think this is kind of the role he was known for. And one of the big news stories that was sort of a surprise was that the actor Christian Slater was joining the cast of the show. Is he but that I, short? Like, is he actually he, a midget? Yeah. Yeah. He, he is actually a midget. Um, I don't know if that plays into his character i don't think they really you know have focus on it uh um, I, yeah. I, I looked yeah I, I looked at the trailer i was just i stopped halfway i was like this is too weird for me i was like i don't know what's happening <laughs> so i was like okay i'm done well so the I original get, willow <laughs> film is on disney plus if you are interested in watching it um the series they gave a bit of a descriptor it said that this show is basically taking an unlikely group of heroes who are setting off on a dangerous quest, facing their inner demons and coming together to save the world. It's, it's, it's a very generalized, like epic fantasy story, but through the Disney plus uh, streaming service, it means it's going to be a higher budget than your average heroes quest story. It looks like Lord of the Rings. It it kind of has a, a vibe of it, right? So this I actually starts. Like, yeah. I don't know how many episodes this is, but it drops on November 30th. So I guess we'll get the first episode then. Uh, the next one, which I don't think we got a trailer for, was The Bad Batch, Star Wars um, The Bad Batch Season 2, um, which they said is going to be streaming on January 4th, 2023. Did you watch the first season of The Bad Batch? I watched the first couple episodes and then I lost it. But now after seeing, you know, a little bit of hype and looking up like the animation, I think I'm going to give it a, another shot, to be I've honest. been saying I want to go back and watch The Clone Wars, right? Because there's like... With the character Ahsoka, that's where she kind of debuted. And then now she's canon to the live action side. People have been saying that Clone Wars is like the best Star Wars content, right? To be and honest, they did say a lot of people are saying that. Like, it's a really good, you know, 
if you like that kind of show, you're going to like the Clone Wars. I just, I was off of Star Wars for so long after the events of like Revenge of the Sith back in 2005. So I, I didn't tune into anything with Star Wars. And now with it kicking up and it's sort of like popularity, I feel like I owe, a, owe it a chance to go back. And Bad Batch, I believe, continues the story of the end of the Clone Wars uh, series. I think there were characters from Bad Batch that made an appearance in Clone Wars. I'm not 100% sure. But I know one of the characters from Mandalorian shows up in the Bad Batch as a character. So I think that it is at least somewhat tied to the live action as well. I, I will watch it. I will probably rewatch the first season and get into the second season because I like that kind of animation. Perfect. Yeah. So, okay. So like I said, moving on, we're going to be talking about Tales of the Jedi next. This one, I, I remember hearing about this because I heard a rumor that Liam Neeson's son was going to do the voice of a young Qui-Gon Jinn. So I was like, that seems interesting. And then I realized that Tales of the Jedi seems to be focusing on the origins of both Ahsoka and Count Dooku, which are like two very like strange characters. They're very polar opposite characters to be focusing on. But I thought that this, this trailer was very cool. I actually really like this trailer. And it's it's only going to be six episodes. So I don't know if it's a... It, they're, they're calling them animated shorts. So I don't know if that means they're going to be 10-minute episodes. But it's going to kind of focus on the prequel era characters, right? So your Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, Anakin, like those characters. What did you think of this? Okay, so I got mixed emotion because I love animation. But I feel like it's just a lot of... It's too cartoony. So, like, it's great. I may give it a shot because I love the animation, but it seems by the, just the commercial and the pictures that I see online, it's, it has a different kind of art feel I, than, than the other show that we were just talking about, right? Like, do you see right. that or no? A little bit, a little bit. I, I thought that it was closer to the more modern Clone Wars. I thought that it looked like it was closer to Clone Wars, but I'd have to go back and watch it again. You might be right. It might have, like, a... a Slightly, a slightly different art style than what we're used to, right? I would have to give it a shot and see when it comes out and go from there. Like if it's going to be on Disney Plus and it's free to access and you don't have to wait, you know, every single week or so, I give it a mm. shot. Definitely. I definitely think that because they're framing this as six animated shorts, I think they will put them all out in one go. Um, much like they did with, say, like Marvel's I Am Groot, as well as uh, the Disney Baymax <laughs> shows. I love, I, like, I love the I Am Groot. I watched them all. Oh, There's I know. <laughs> yeah, those were those were fantastic. Like I, that, I watched that in like half an hour. It was like, it yeah, was one of those things that, like, you, yeah, like you can throw it on repeat for your kids, right? Like it was like very lighthearted. It was goofy, but it was funny. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I really enjoyed Baymax, too, for what it was. Like, that one you can pop out in an hour. I think it was only five or six episodes. I, so I love that the movie, the actual, yeah. like, what is it, the Big Hero 6? Yes. That was, uh, that's uh, one of my top movies for uh, animation. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, moving forward, uh, not really much to talk to this next one. I was um, talking about Ahsoka, which I think they they've confirmed it's supposed to drop next year they didn't give us a date not really i didn't really see anything new about this in terms of like like i think they had rosario dawson was on stage to talk about it um i know that anakin skywalker is going to be showing up in ahsoka and that's that is essentially the extent of what i know about this show it, it's the live action version of this she's um, from the mandalorian correct she did make an appearance in the mandalorian yeah. yes 
Yeah, so that's and, where I was like, I see this person before. I'm like, where the fuck did I see her? <laughs> but she's also from Clone Wars. Like her character was original, original to the Clone Wars, and then became canon. Um, and now is like she made her live action debut in Mandalorian alongside uh, Luke Skywalker, I believe, in season two. I think. I think now um, people are liking the dual lightsabers that she's holding. Yeah, it's it's pretty badass. You know, she seems like a like even I don't even know is that her face or her hair. It's. Like, <laughs> I, I I thought it was her hair. I just think it's maybe it's an extension of her head. Because <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at the pictures right now, and I'm like, what is that? That looks like more maybe like a hair piece, but it, it could, does, yeah, it could be you know her part of her body. To be honest, because it is Star Wars, and they have a lot of you know people that look like that, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like she's not the first person to have the weird sort of head piece like that right like there's other characters even in the movies that they've shown that are like weird alien have like almost like long tails for head sort of thing i'm not sure what her race is because again i'm not that deep into like star wars lore and like the names of all the races and stuff like that yeah there's a Um, bunch of races you got to be a hardcore fan to be honest you have to yeah so we're almost at the end of the the lucasfilm side there was a bit of bit more information about this new star wars skeleton crew show and including a still um, that featured Jude Law, who's going to be playing like the main character in the show. All that we know about this is that John Watts, um, who directed the Spider-Man films, is actually going to be heading up this show. I remember them pitching this as sort of like an Amblin Entertainment Star Wars show. And what that means is essentially Am- Amblin Entertainment is the production company of Steven Spielberg. So they're referencing like the old school 80s Spielberg films like The Goonies, like E.T., like that sort of coming of age um, storytelling. And so the skeleton crew tells the story of four kids who find themselves lost in the vastness of the galaxy, trying to find their way home. And I guess Jude Law maybe is this lead adult character that kind of helps them. And I think that is sort of the crux of the show. So I don't, I don't really know much more than that, but that, what is that premise to you? Does does that seem like something that would interest you at all? I would need to see a trailer. I didn't see a trailer, but like I, I looked him up right now. He's the guy from, He's the actor from the new, uh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue, the Harry Potter ones. So the, the fantastic. Yes. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. He was Dumbledore, young Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore. And then he's the bad guy from the Marvel from movies. Uh, Miss Marvel. Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. So I was looking at him like, okay, you know, he's, he's a big enough actor that it could be a decent movie or a yeah. decent TV show. And I think with tapping John Watts to like help create it, like John Watts definitely tapped into something with the Spider-Man films in that they were inspired a lot by John Hughes films of the eighties, like 16 candles, like the breakfast club. So I feel like he's sort of the perfect actor to take that sort of eighties coming of age drama story and now bring it to star Wars, much like he did with Spider-Man. So again, we won't know more until we see a trailer, but it's again, much like all the other star Wars shows here, I'm keeping it on my radar. Is the, do they have a release where the trailer is going to come or they just don't know yet? No, I, my guess is that this show may not even drop until like 2024 because these Star, Wars, well, these Star Wars shows all tend to kind of, they don't overlap each other very much, right? Like we, we didn't get a Mandalorian season three. We instead we got Book of Boba Fett this year. So it's like now, True. you know, they're kind of like waiting at least that they're kind of putting them as far away from each other as they can. And then the animated shows just kind of live in their own sort of vacuum. They just have their own schedule. 
but kind of moving along, uh, the last Star Wars thing we're here to talk about is Mandalorian season three. Oh, I'm uh, so excited for that. Again, like I, yeah, it's, <laughs> I was way more excited for Book of Boba Fett when Mandalorian came in. <laughs> and so now that Mandalorian is finally continuing the story, I'm excited. I mean, you didn't have to like give me a trailer to to get me pumped up for Mandalorian, but thank you for giving me a trailer. No, no. Uh, if they gave me pictures, I would be perfectly fine. I'm like, I'm happy. But the trailer yeah. was freaking amazing. I loved it. Absolutely. I feel like they gave a little bit too much of it. I I, th- I feel like it's gonna be good. Like there's a that Mandalorian scene where they all jump out of the helicopter, like out of that plane, whatever it is, and they mm. just like start coming down and just start killing everybody. I was like, that's a sick scene. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, so, it was I mean, honestly amazing to watch. So I remember when Mandalorian debuted on Disney Plus, like it was like a one of the the first shows to drop on Disney Plus. But it also felt like you were watching a movie. Like it, the budget was there. That like oh, that it it gave you faith that Disney Plus definitely had the money to put towards these shows. And I they they've been upping the ante ever since. You know what I mean? And so. I don't think anybody is not excited for Mandalorian unless you don't follow Star Wars closely. Yeah, this is one that I would imagine will drop in its typical launch window next fall. I would I I would assume like October, November around there. I guess we'll learn a bit more next year. Let's see, did it say? Yeah, it said 2023, but it didn't give us an official month or date. It would be nice for January. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to January, maybe February. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed <laughs> that would be nice right so but um, you know i saw the trailer i saw like things that i a little bit online i'm literally looking i think it's going to be a decent movie or a decent oh, tv yeah. show with it it's you know it, they're really expanding the mandalorian story so i feel like it's going to be decent and the little grugu guy it's he's still in it <laughs> baby yoda i don't think i'm ever going to call him grogu <laughs> uh, baby yeah that's the thing for the first basically season and a half i was like that's baby yoda it's just i'm calling a baby yoda that's it i know that's not him but i was like i don't i don't like saying his name <laughs> and then um the last thing i guess from lucasfilm which is not star wars related but it's still a george lucas uh helmed property is indiana jones 5 which is assumably the last film that harrison ford is going to do as his character he, he came yeah, out okay. and he basically there was a finality to just talking about this film big story was that he got real emotional talking about the character on stage and he's not the type of person to really he's very awkward when it comes to doing like live shows live interviews and stuff so to see him get this emotional about the character you know he kind of put han solo to bed and so this is sort of his final like george lucas tied character that he's going to be putting to bed the the actor just turned 80 i believe this year like i don't even know how he still has the energy to to do these roles yeah, so I do hope Indiana Jones 5 is, is like, I, I think it'll be better than 4, because, I mean, 4 was kind of a flop, and I'm even surprised I'm surprised that they even greenlit a fifth film. I'm down for Indiana Jones. I'll watch it when it comes out. Well, right now, they said he's actually one of the most highest gross actors in North America. Yeah, that's amazing. $99.3 billion worldwide his movies are making. Yeah, I... That, that's this crazy. will be a really nice send off. I, I assume it, this film is dropping next year at some point. They haven't. I don't think they've given an official release window. Uh, um, this could be fake, but maybe June thirtieth, two thousand and twenty-three. That's yeah, something maybe. that I see right now. But again, it could just be uh, somebody putting an article out, right? Because right now I just clicked on it, so that's okay. what po- posted up. But it could be wrong. You know, a lot of people are doing their own projections. So yeah. Well, I mean, it would it would fall in line with say the summer 
blockbuster window because I would assume that this film is going to have its action. It's going to be fun in that way. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, before we jump quickly into the Marvel side, we might as well just get 20th Century Fox out of the way because really all that was discussed there was the Avatar sequel. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, I don't know if they actually showed a new uh, trailer for Avatar, but the last trailer that we saw, I guess it, it's been so long since Avatar was even relevant. And I know that like James Cameron was kind of like changing history with the whole 3D environment with Avatar. And it was such a big thing back in 2008 or 2009 when the first film came out. I feel like this sequel and the subsequent sequels that are going to come, it's, I don't really care <laughs> for, for this series. He's promised that there's going to be five Avatar films. Right. Five. So it's like, yeah, like I, I can't picture at this point how they're going to expand this universe. You know what I mean? But well, there's a will, there's a way with James Cameron and he's going to make it work before he dies. The thing is, they so. even before they felt like after the after a year later, they said they had enough footage to make another movie. Mm -hmm. But then they waited five years to anything to have. It's not Avatar 2 is not even out yet. Right. I so, didn't think it was ever going to come out, honestly, yeah. like with the, the amount of time between when it the first film came out and now like the first film came out when I was graduating high school. So I was like. I lost I lost hope in that in a sequel. And I thought, OK, this is just going to be one of those abandoned projects. It's you know, it's it, I would probably watch it because the CG by itself is going to be amazing. Yeah, I just don't feel like we've come such a long way since that film. Avatar dropped at the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we've come so far since then. Technology has advanced so much and the way that we watch films has advanced so much like. They, they really have to do something to, to top that, to really make a statement and to really have staying power. And again, like I, I remember watching Avatar at least twice in the theater. Could I tell you what the story was even about or remember any of the characters? No, like it, there's nothing memorable about it. It's, you know, it was basically a guy going to another world to get a special serum or something. I remember something that was in this world that they needed but they just never thought to just ask the people to just said, <laughs> let's just make giant robots that cost billions of dollars and trick them. <laughs> I remember hearing all the, the fan theories about how this was basically a repeat of the Pocahontas story. I, th that was sort of the big thing for a while. Um, really? Yeah. The people were, they were trying to kind of spark correlations between the events of Avatar and the events of the Pocahontas film. I know there's an article, there's an article or two somewhere out there. You can probably find it, but like, I off the top of my head, I couldn't couldn't tell you what those correlations were. You know what? Now we're finally at the uh, the big discussion. The one the thing that I really wanted to to talk to you about, which was the uh, all the announcements and reveals at Marvel Studios. Going down the list, you know, we did get a couple of trailers, but most stuff was locked behind closed doors, and we only really got as much as trailer descriptions. First off, um, they, starting from the top, they decided to start, obviously, with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which is, you know, coming out in November. We've already seen a trailer for this film. You know, they had most of the actors uh, on stage to talk about it. A again, because we weren't there, they didn't reveal much of any details of what was discussed about the film, other than I think they showed a second trailer um, that had some more footage. And I think they actually did confirm that, because in the first trailer, if you've seen the first trailer, you don't actually see who's in the Black Panther suit. Uh, but from the trailer description, it made it seem like this Black Panther is indeed a female character. 
And if you're familiar with how it kind of runs in the comics, it it's Shuri, the sister that takes up the mantle of Black Panther. And I think that's where they're leading to. Um, I think with so. This film. I, yeah, it's it's sad that, you know, what happened to the, that actor. But like, what do you do? Like, basically, like I read that they were going to release it sooner, but they like they had to write a whole brand new script. Absolutely. To, to figure out like the actor didn't tell nobody like he was sick. It was just like it was like when he was filming uh, Infinity War, like his last mm-hmm. one, he was really sick. He was stage four. Yeah, if, and you can even see in Endgame, because I rewatched Endgame, the scene where they were um, all standing on the deck during Iron Man's funeral, you can see yeah. just how thin he was. He yeah, was like pencil thin on that deck, and nobody knew, right? Nobody it, knew. Was weird. it was It was, I don't know why he didn't, like, tell anybody, but maybe he just didn't want to, like, basically, when you tell somebody that, they always treat you different. They just, I yeah. think he just didn't want the press or anybody to know. But I, it's going to be an interesting movie because... Black Panther is actually my wife's one of my my wife's favorite movie. We watch it, we rewatch it a lot in this house. Like we watch movies before we go to bed, and we watch that one constantly. Yeah, and we so it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with the storyline and how they're going to give her the power of the Black Panther because, like, to be honest, it could be the other guy. So because he's he's next in line to be king, so they got to figure out how did they make her queen before the other guy turned to be king? Because they can fight for power. Basically, that was the first one, right? To fight for the who mm-hmm. can be the strongest. So basically, I want to know what they did with that. I feel like the, that that guy said, you know what? I just don't want to be king. You, you, be, you, be, you be in charge. So it's going to be interested of what uh, path they're going to do. But I am definitely looking forward to that one. The thing that I think they're leaning into with this, and especially with the first trailer, is that you know, this is in celebration of Chadwick Boseman's passing for sure. But this film is more than just the character of Black Panther, like Wakanda and that universe itself is its own living, breathing character. And it's such an interesting part of the world that when we finally got introduced to it in that first film, it's like, how come we've never explored this before? Like, this is such a vast world. And it's got to be so many stories and so many interesting characters that we haven't tapped into. And I feel like this film is definitely going to lean into those characters to help kind of build up the story in celebration of Chadwick Boseman's passing. But another interesting thing is that this is also going to be the the, the tentpole or the, the platform. They're going to finally introduce Namor to the MCU. Um, you know, his rights were sort of tied up at Universal for a long time. So that's why they were never able to introduce his character. Um, but also we're seeing Ironheart which is Riri Williams is going to make her appearance in this film to start before getting her own series on Disney plus. And I guess we can probably move away from that because the next thing on the list is talking about Ironheart. So the main actress did return on stage to discuss the show and it's, it's sort of in the comics. Her, her character is sort of the, the equivalent to Iron Man in that she's got the brilliance. She's got the tech genius and built herself her own suit much like iron man did in the first iron man movie and i think that the reason why she's tied to wakanda is that they were showing some like press and behind the scenes footage of her first costume and it looked kind of rough around the edges but i think that being tied to wakanda she may use that to help build her a brand new like flashy suit that will be something that's the it could be an iron man suit 
it could be made out of a radium, like that 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 yeah. metal that they have. So it could be indestructible. So like it's going to be interesting. To be honest, I was fooled because I actually thought Ironheart was about his daughter. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, and that that would be the logical step, right? You'd think that her character uh, would somehow down the line take on the role. Like I thought it would be Tony Stark's daughter. I thought that would be more of like a storyline. But again, Ironheart was actually a comic book, so they actually have something to base their story on more than a made-up story right yeah and she's a relatively new character at least within the last like decade or so to like marvel comics so this show um they've discussed is also going to kind of blend technology and magic so there is going to be an emphasis on magic in the show as well as the tech side there was an actor anthony ramos who came on stage to talk about his character who's going to be known as the hood in the show and his character is tied to sort of the supernatural side of the MCU, much like Dr. Strange. So I'm curious to see how they're going to blend those two worlds and what the story is going to eventually look like, but there's no set release date other than it's going to come out next year. And we'll see her character as early as November when black Panther comes out. Um, What are your thoughts? I mean, are you, are you looking forward to the show? I mean, Again, I'm looking forward to everything in the Marvel side, but like there's more things that I'm excited for than others, right? Like I'm a big Marvel fan. Like I, if I could afford it and if I could design it myself, I would have my whole arm, a giant fight scene of the Marvel universe of yeah. people literally fighting and literally be like the world war on my arm. Cause I'm a big Marvel fan, but like, I, I'm looking forward to this. Like I I'm going to probably be more disappointed when they only do one one episode a week i'm like okay i just want to freaking watch the show like i don't want to wait every week like what marvel does like now i heard netflix wants to start doing that too but i'm like no just release the show just give us what we want and that's it (laughs) like you have our money now already like what what's the point of doing it is it because you want to get more more people onto your streaming service like hey you know the first two episodes of that show was amazing i think you should actually get disney you know maybe that's what they're trying to get because it's just it's all about the money grab on marvel as well but i'm definitely looking forward to this movie and all the marvel movies like every single marvel movie that we're going to talk about i'm hyped for and i'm i'm the kind of guy that literally looks up spoilers like mm-hmm. I will find spoilers. I will like the day of the movie that comes out. I look online to see if somebody like released like a secret, <laughs> like a scene or something that I can find out. I don't care about that. My, my wife's like, you can't wait 24 hours. Like I know I remember when Spider-Man came out, I needed to know if Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield was in that fucking movie. I had to find out. I was like, I, I can't go into the movie blindsided i need to know if they're going to be in the movie but there were scenes that were leaking there were scenes of that movie leaking on youtube days before the film dropped oh yeah and i was like okay well now i know that they're there TikTok was okay like tiktok was every like literally i go on tiktok and every other video was some some, they're in the the like in the screen in the movie theater recording it i'm like oh my god (laughs) i mean it, it basically it was it was nice to know like going to spider-man it was nice that they showed them because if they didn't show those characters then i feel like that the hype train would have just crashed it would have been like all this hype and all this build up and these rumors for nothing you know what i mean it's like it's not even enough that the villains were there right there had to be a reason for those specific actors to be those villains again in this film but anyway yeah so like moving on from ironheart next up on the list uh they were talking about ant-man and the wasp quantumania which is the first film of their phase five launch and essentially 
one of the biggest films. I, I didn't ever think that Ant-Man was going to be a character that would ultimately have like the biggest role to play in the MCU at this stage. This but, movie introduces everything. That's what they're trying to say. And it's amazing. I'm ex- yeah, so excited for it. Like, like Kang, Kang the Conqueror is going to be like the main villain. They talked about MODOK showing up in this film. It's oh. like, yeah. And this film drops next February. It's like right around the corner. And again, they haven't released a public trailer yet. It's all behind closed doors. But like most of their tight-lipped um, discussions on this have talked about the fact that in the trailers that were shown, Ant-Man does meet up with Kang in the, the quantum realm. And they do have an interaction. I saw um, a little trailer. It was like the graphics were not the greatest. It seemed like somebody recorded it on their phone. I go, to, I go into the deeper web. Yes, exactly. Like the, like I go into the de- like you're at the, the beginning of the show. I go into the deep web and find what I'm looking for. You know, yeah. and I found a little bit of it. It was interesting. I was like, okay, I need to find a better quality of this. But I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Like it's, I love Ant Man and the Wasp. I love Ant Man and the Wasp and Ant Man. It was one of my top five movies that I like on Marvel. I don't know I, why. <laughs> I hope that they at least like because I know the first two Ant Man movies, while they did have serious like villains there was a touch of lighthearted comedy to it with a lot of the characters and i do hope that as they go into this film they do they do keep some of those funny side characters you know as well Um, their villains are not really villains like the the villain of the the villains of the last one is in one of it's in thunderbolt obviously she's not that bad if she's going to be into a movie like that and then she literally at the end of that movie she's like you know what i'm sorry what i did (laughs) so i'm like that's not even a villain because a villain would be like fuck you i don't care what i did like thanos is like i'm going to destroy the world twice okay i'm going to take the the stones from you twice so that's a villain but it's going to be interesting how they're going to do it like i watched modok the cartoon the new cartoon version on disney I don't know if you watched it, but it's hilarious. I do recommend it. It is okay. such a hilarious what they do with Modoc. It is pretty funny. Like I watched it twice already now. I see. That's the thing. I I wanted to, but there was something holding me back. And no, I, no, 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 nothing can hold you back. It is funny. You gotta watch it now. Like it is pretty. Like I laugh. I'm like, oh my god. They make fun of everybody, Iron Man, and everybody on the show. It's just it's pretty good comedy of what it is, and animation's pretty decent as well. I okay. Just because you said so, I will. I will put it on my radar and make sure. And on it, you try it, and if you don't like it, tell me, because I'm very <laughs> surprised. I would be surprised. You'd be like, you know what? It was okay. I just want to know, okay, not bad, because okay, yeah. still, it's not a bad, you know, thing. But if you just say hey, it was okay, it was horrible, I'd be like, no, it wasn't horrible. I loved it. <laughs> I'll have my my. I'll go in cautiously optimistic. That's that's kind of how I approach things these days. Go into it is like it's like basically if you like Family Guy or American Dad humor. That's what it is a little bit. Okay. So like in one scene, he has a daughter that's in a chair like him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he has a son that's Jewish. And like, I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) And then then they have a gun that makes you drunk and they start shooting a bunch of people. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like one of the funniest episodes. God damn. Okay. I will, I will, tur- I'll tune into this show just cause you said it. And if, if I can watch most of it by the next episode of the podcast, then I'll talk about it there. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's continue moving forward. So the next thing was the official announcement, the official, official announcement of werewolf by night. I, I think we knew for a while that it was werewolf by night, but they didn't actually give it the title. We knew it was an untitled Halloween special, but the character was cast already, so we knew it had to be tied to him. 
this was not what I was I was expecting. It, they, so they're referring to this as a special presentation rather than a film or a show, which makes me think that this is going to be under an hour. It's probably going to be like much like how they're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is going to be like 40 minutes. I think this is going to be like a 45 minute to an hour movie. Like a That's a, it? Yeah. So this character is essentially like an anti-hero, but then there's also other characters that are also like kind of cult, dark, supernatural characters that are showing up in this movie as well. Like I, there was a brief glimpse of Man-Thing, who is sort of the Swamp Thing equivalent of the Marvel Universe that's going to show up in this film. The character Elsa Bloodstone, who is also tied to the Midnight Suns team, is going to be in this. Like they're leading, they're building up their supernatural roster on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with you know, Doctor Strange and Moon Knight and Blade and now this character. And the way they presented this film, it, it felt like one of those like 1930s, 1940s, like Frankenstein's monster, you know, werewolf, Bride of Frankenstein, like that kind of film. 100%. And I think, yeah. <laughs> And so I, I was explaining to somebody that it, it feels like with this character who is a relative unknown, they're taking almost like a WandaVision take on this show. Like they're just kind of going out there with it and they're going to see if it sticks. And it's funny because this is actually like the guy who's directing this film. He's not really a director. That's not his first gig. He was a composer for other properties, I think, within Marvel. Like I think he was a composer for one of the other shows, I believe, and is been tapped as the director but from what i saw like it's interesting i'm gonna watch it anyway but like it's it's something that like again how is this gonna tie to the wider mcu like it does feel like it's a bit of an r-rated take on on a marvel property right i I, after after i saw the 1930s you know concept i was i don't know if this is my type of tea basically Again, it might be hit or miss. It might fail. It might they might throw it at the wall. It might not stick, but it might. I, I think it's going to fail. I just feel like after seeing the trailer, I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, is that that's a Marvel movie? I'm like, this is one of the worst Marvel trailers I ever seen. And to be honest, I thought the worst Marvel movie was, you know, the Black Widow movie. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's but I, let's see what comes out because it's not a movie. It's a TV show, right? They're referring to it as a special presentation, air quotes. Like, I I don't know what that means. But the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is the only other thing that they're referring to as a special presentation. So it's like, it's not a film, it's not a series, but it's like a mini movie. It would be cool if Moon Knight came into it, because Moon Knight does go into that kind of comics. But I don't think they're going to introduce Moon Knight, because Moon Knight's their own side story. But I don't know. I'm keeping my expectations pretty minimal for this because here's the thing. They could come out and surprise us with this. They they could find a way near the end of this presentation to show us how this character or how the characters in this film tied to the wider MCU. Like maybe the event film is set in black and white, but at the end it, it kind of adds color. And then we are like, okay, this is how he's in the MCU now. Like, like WandaVision, it does feel like right? A, yeah, it does feel like a very self-contained story. Like, it takes place almost like in an Elseworld style thing. It almost seems like a Transylvania setting, right? It's like <laughs> not really, like, I don't know where this is, what time frame this is supposed to be set in. It's a lot of unanswered questions. It, it does look like a Frankenstein trailer. If you just watch parts of it, I'm like, yeah, this is Frankenstein movie. <laughs> but 
October 7th. It's right around the corner. So uh, just a few weeks away. So then we'll finally get all the answers for it. And thankfully, oh, I it's, watch only, it. it's a one event. It's a one event thing. You can watch it in an afternoon and be done with it. So I, I um, give it a shot. You know, it's, uh, it's you know, Halloween time, you know, maybe something spooky. Uh, the wife loves, you know, scary movies. Uh, but I give it a shot. You know, it's it's Marvel. That's the biggest thing is anything with Marvel. I usually watch, you know, it's one episode or like even if it's it's going to be like a 45 minute teaser or whatever they want to do. I probably watch it for that 45 minutes. I'd be like, OK, it sucked. <laughs> and if I could if I can make reference to like so, so by setting your expectations relatively low or near middle of the way, sometimes by doing that. And this is what I did for like Miss Marvel. I, I was pleasantly surprised when it finally debuted. In fact, I still think Miss Marvel is like my favorite Disney Plus show to have dropped since the inception of Disney Plus shows. Really? So, better than Loki? Yeah, I'd say oh, better than wow. Loki in my opinion. But again, okay. this is why like you and I need to get on and have like a, a top five, top ten breakdown of these things. Because I think it'd be really interesting to sort of discuss what we like so far like i i am really enjoying she hulk as well loved it i'm looking forward to tomorrow (laughs) yeah yes and that's that's going to be a big episode uh but i want to move ahead because this one um this next one secret invasion this one is another like highly anticipated show coming out next year we get the return of nick fury as well as talos who i believe is the um the scroll character he's been working with but this is this is a big story we're getting a lot of characters that are coming into this film and not only characters, but some major like actors that are going to be debuting in this uh, show, which I think is only six episodes, but it's sort of, it uses the name of the popular comic story of secret invasion. And it's kind of showing the, I think that is it the skulls versus the Cree sort of battle. I can't actually remember or this like skulls scrolls are like invading earth or something. I have it, no how idea. They, how they did it was the comic book. The scrolls were the bad people. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like the squirrels are the good people. And I just, I didn't understand that because the other comic books and the other TV shows that the cartoon TV shows that uh, Marvel does, they're bad. They're the bad guys. They're trying to take over the universe. But yeah. in, in, Ms. in Captain Marvel, they seem like they needed help and mm-hmm. they weren't the bad guys. So I was just really confused of what role that they're trying to do like is nick fleury the the superhero because i was looking through like the trailer i watched i'm like so who's the who's gonna be the actual like person that's gonna fight and my wife's like i think i think nick fleury is gonna be the badass that literally fights everybody because in the beginning you don't see him with his eye patch and he has this giant beard like he's like a homeless man and then at the end of it he's all cleaned up and he has his eye patch he's like okay let's go let's go screw up some stuff (laughs) Something about this reminded me of like Captain America Winter Soldier vibes. Like it had a very like spy espionage like vibe going for it. But then there was also that like supernatural, like don't trust anyone because you don't know who they are sort of thing, which you kind of get that from Winter Soldier, right? You don't know who's part of Hydra. You don't know. That's, That's what they were trying to do. Like that one scene with he was in the coffee shop. And the rest of the guys popped up and they all look the same <laughs> shows that there's so many people out there that you don't know who's who. So I'm like, okay, it seems like the squirrels are taking over the world, but in a good way, because nobody wants to stop them. Or maybe this is the TV show that's actually going to make them bad. It could be that, that, that point of what happened in Captain Marvel 
is they were good and now out of nowhere they're turning bad because they just said screw humans so it could be they're going back into the comics in that way it's interesting how marvel's going to do it but marvel always figures out how to merge everything together like mm -hmm. uh, you, you watched the, the newest episode of she-hulk right or one of you were watching she-hulk basically right hulk was literally got flew into the sky where is he going like, yeah, exactly. Like, where is like, sorry, I'm out of worlds. He's just in a spaceship going into the sky. I'm like, okay, he's going to be in some cameo in another TV show. But that's what Marvel does. They literally plan five, six movies ahead. I'm like, okay, this guy's going to go there, but that's going to explain in the next movie why he did that. And it's interesting how they do it. I'm looking forward to it. I, again, do they know when it's coming out? No. And that's the thing, right? Is that like, that event and him getting picked up in that ship, like the biggest rumor is that he's going to get a solo film. Finally, uh, World War Hulk, which is sort of this major storyline in the comics. They've been talking about them potentially debuting that story. And he the deserves that, a movie. To yeah, be honest, exactly. He, yeah, and, he does. And the fact and the fact that they, they they showed that event in the show, I can almost guarantee one of those empty slots in Phase Six has to go to the Hulk for his movie. There's like, a they lot have of to, empty spots. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like my, my, and I'm not like placing any guesses as to where some of those slots are, but the only two I can bet on guaranteed for phase six is probably Hulk and Deadpool. Those are the only two I feel like are guaranteed at least for phase six. Deadpool hundred uh, percent. Yeah. They already said Deadpool's going to, they're going to make a movie, but they just don't know where. And I'm really want them to get into the Marvel universe, but like they slowly have to get them into it. But how? how? Yeah exactly like, he's in that he's in his own universe right now so like he didn't even have a cameo or mention in any other show so it's going to be hard how they're going to introduce introduce it but anything could happen with marvel they get little cameo of a hey you know that guy around the street he just like kills people but he can never get killed and he's dressed up in red boom that's that's literally a mention of him and you just got to listen how marvel does it i still think that the best deadpool 3 tag like if they were going to put a title to it it would have to be something almost like Deadpool breaks the MCU. Like it would have to be almost like on the nose, fourth wall breaking that it's like, yep, he's here now. He's in the MCU. He's breaking the MCU. Like they would have to do something like that. That's that actually sounds can... pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but it also ties to a Disney property, right? Because there's Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph breaks the internet. Like that's that was where I'm kind of getting that from. I'm like, that would be like a, a nod to at least a Disney property, but it's also, it's a nod to the Fox character now entering the MCU and they did not recast them. So it's like that, that that's my hot take. That's my hot take on Deadpool for today. Let's move ahead quickly. And we'll talk about both armor wars and Loki. We know armor wars is coming. We got an official logo for it now. And Don Cheadle who is appearing in secret invasion. Um, the rumor is that secret invasion is then going to tie into his story of armor wars, which I believe in the comics armor wars was actually centered around um, Tony Stark, but now because Tony Stark's not there. It's going to focus on War Machine. I don't really know much about this show. I don't think there is even any relative casting news or release date confirmation. Other I think than, I only know one guy. <laughs> that's it. I know he's going to be in the movie. That, that's it. Yeah. and That's, that's it. <laughs> so, and then Loki season two, that's coming next year. And it'll probably, we'll see the events of Ant-Man and the, the Wasp uh, 3 will then probably tie into Loki 2. I mean, that was a big cliffhanger at the end of Loki, right? So we you have like, to watch the trailer. It's pretty. De it's pretty decent. Okay, I I will look for it because I believe you. I, I believe that you've probably seen it. Um, yeah, it's it's actually on YouTube. It's actually not that hard to find. I didn't go into. The, I didn't go deep into the internet this time. I literally just 
looked it up <laughs> on YouTube and I was like, oh, boom, right there. I was like, okay, good. I don't have to do anything crazy. All right. Yeah. So next up, the first major letdown for me personally that I found from this was about Fantastic Four. We did get the confirmation that Matt Shackman is going to be directing this film. But unfortunately, as much of all as all the rumors were spread around the Internet, we did not get an official cast news for the characters. So they're holding off on us. We're probably going to wait till next year to find out the official cast for Fantastic Four. We know it's going to start phase six. So they have some time, but it will probably start filming early next year if they want to get it in to post-production and ready for that November 8th slot. I mean, what are your hopes for Fantastic Four? Like what? Like you've seen, we've probably seen tons of casting rumors at this point, right? I, I really hope the actor that did uh, Mr. Fantastic in Doctor Strange is the same actor. Like I read an article that this guy had to get in so much shape. He was at the gym every single day for literally 20 seconds on the screen. Mm, he said, I, I don't even, I was like, really? He's like, I, he's like, you didn't know what Marvel wanted me to do. They wanted me so thin into that leather suit. He's like, I needed to go to the gym. I needed to hire, they hired like he's a specialist to like eat food and everything for what, maybe a minute on screen. Well, you got to look the part, right? If you're a superhero, a seasoned <laughs> veteran of the superhero industry, you've got to so, look the part. I hope they picked that one. I hope you picked, they kept him like the newest Fantastic Four with the young kids. That was horrible. That was... Uh, I liked I, the cast. I just didn't like the story. And I know that film was riddled with, like, controversy behind the scenes. Like, the director was pretty abusive to the cast on that on that show. But really? he was also... Yeah, he was also receiving a lot of push from Fox about the story and the script. And I think that it just got... It got in over his head. Because he, he did a great... He, the guy who directed that Fantastic Four film, he had directed that film Chronicle... <laughs> that sort of like found footage superhero film from like 2012, which was like really well received, but he just, he couldn't make this fantastic four reboot work. And unfortunately not, I guess, fortunately for us now, the, the Fox has been bought out by Disney and we get to see fantastic four play with the rest of our Marvel characters here. So I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to when we get the official casting news, but yeah, like the the main actor who was playing him in Doctor Strange, he's been fan casted for that role for a long time. Him and his wife for those lead uh, the lead roles in Fantastic Four. So we'll see if it does does come to fruition. Next up, there was uh, sort of an on stage discussion about the series Echo. Echo being this character that was introduced in Hawkeye, the one character that I don't think anybody expected was going to get her own series, but it's happening. I think it's in post production now. I believe they finished filming. The only things that I think people are excited about when it comes to this show is this, we're going to see the debut of Daredevil and the Kingpin are both going to show up again in this series. But and I, thing I'm is, worried it's going to overshadow the main story. But they look like Kingpin died. <laughs> no, so they, they said that he's going to come back with an eye patch. And I'm like, well, I hope it's only temporary because we already have an, a person with the eye patch in this. Well, uh, what is it? You shot him in the eye and they're like, oh yeah, you're not dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe he develops some superhuman like regenerative ability or something. Like, I, like, I thought the Kingpin was super uh, Spider-Man's villain, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he does. <laughs> he's technically a New York villain, right? Like Daredevil tussles with him. Spider-Man tussles with them. So the, the possibility of him eventually running into Spider-Man down the line is still there. Uh, but again, like I am curious to see what this story is going to be about. I just, I'm just worried about 
you know, Daredevil and Kingpin possibly overshadowing Echo's story because I think that the story of the character, like she's an interesting character, but there's a a touch of sort of delving into her Native American origin, which like that I feel like would be interesting for Marvel to tackle. Again, I just don't want it to be completely whitewashed by the other popular <laughs> actors. You know what I mean? That's Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because she's not a big superhero. She's basically a deaf superhero that can fight good but we have like superheroes like that. Exactly. So like <laughs> people are asking, how is she going to communicate with daredevil? Like, she's <laughs> she's, she's deaf, blind. She's like, blind. It's going to be a complete mess. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fucked up. But the thing is like, I wish they did a knockoff the, of the supervillain on, um, uh, she was, uh, the the witch from WandaVision. Oh yeah. So I wanted a spinoff of that one. I thought that girl would be actually really good as a spinoff, but, I don't know well, what they're going to do with this one. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and and Agatha Harkness, that character from WandaVision, she is getting her own uh, series, but that was actually oh, one that that wasn't even talked about here. Like it's been announced, but they didn't talk about it or reveal anything at this uh, at this summit. So I heard rumors. I didn't know it was actually in the books, but that's always good to hear. But like again, how is a deaf person going to talk to Daredevil? Like it's. It's going to be mind-boggling how they're going to do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out next year when the show drops officially. Uh, speaking of Daredevil, they did have um, the two actors back on stage to talk about Daredevil. Uh, and they are officially treating this as a rebooted series, officially. People thought this was like the official season four, or I can't I think it would have been season four of like the Netflix version of Daredevil coming back. But this is like a soft reboot of these characters. They're just bringing back the cast, right? Like they're playing the same characters, but they're MCU versions of the characters now. I think it's cool that this show, Born Again, is going to get 18 episodes at Disney Plus. Nice. That's like that's like almost six months worth of content for Daredevil. Two seasons or one giant season are they gonna do? It is one season of 18 episodes. That's long. That's yeah, that's long. I'm hoping it's good. I didn't, to be honest, they're probably going to hate me, but I didn't like Daredevil, the TV show. Mm. I mean, it's a hot take. That's a hot take. I'm sorry. We could talk about that after, but I just, (laughs) I I just started, I was not a fan, to be honest. Uh, I liked the original movie, like years ago, the original Daredevil movie, that, that movie was good. It's also um, a hot take right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that movie sucked. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm indifferent about it. I, I'm sure but, there were some elements that were fine, but uh, it's yeah, Daredevil's not my favorite, not my favorite superhero, to be honest. It's just I, I don't know Fair. where he got his superhero powers, really. They didn't explain that. A bottle of acid just went to his eyes, and then he just knows how to do this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So exactly. like that, like, like that's my point of view. Like superheroes they always have a backstory how they got their powers mm-hmm. he literally as a kid got acid in his eyes and then figured out how to use his hearing basically better <laughs> and here's what i'm thinking because like they have 18 episodes surely they could delve into the origin but because i think they're going to assume that people came to this from the netflix show i don't think they're going to retread old ground with the origin story no um no. Make, just like they're doing with Spider-Man, right? It's like they've already beaten that horse to death. Oh, um, everybody knows Peter Parker's story now, so you yeah. just don't need to tell us that Uncle Ben died for the 50th time. <laughs> so now now we're going to move on to our next uh, Captain America film, New World Order, which originally I thought was going to be a sequel to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which in a way it is, right? Because it's Sam Wilson's journey as Captain America in this film. 
uh, we actually got confirmation that the actor from the show uh, who played Danny Ramirez, who was sort of his like assistant, who was given the Falcon suit at the end of the series, is going to be taking on the mantle of the Falcon in this movie. That was that was some big news. The actor who played Isaiah Bradley, who was that older um, sort of black uh, super soldier who was sort of forgotten about in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he's going to be coming back as well. Uh, but one major point of uh, news is that there was a long forgotten villain that who was introduced or teased as far back as 2008 <laughs> with the Incredible Hulk. And he's finally going to be making his return almost 14, 15 years later, playing this character called the leader. It's the actor, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who was in the incredible Hulk. And he sort of was the one who helped create the abomination. I believe I haven't watched the incredible Hulk in so long, but this was a character that like, you know, now Marvel seems to be going back and tying up loose ends with like long forgotten characters. And this seems to continue this trend. So what did you think about this casting announcement? Like, I actually thought that they were going to continue the Falcon and the Winter Soldier story and go into the Sharon Carter, you know, is now a spy within the government. I thought that was going to be the story. I was looking forward to that, to be honest, because I actually liked that franchise of it. Like, I kind of didn't like how Bucky didn't get the shield because, like, yeah, Sam was there, but, like, Bucky was his friend from, like, day one. Like it just, I thought it would suit him more, but they went into, you know, the, they went into the Falcon story. Perfectly fine. I love the TV show. Perfect. Like it's, it's going to be great how they're going to introduce everybody. Bucky is now in the Thunderbolt movie. So that's going to be interesting how they're going to introduce him. I'm going to probably watch it because I was a big fan of the, the first one, mm-hmm. but I kind of wanted a part two because it was good. They made a good, team they were a good team together because in the beginning you got to remember they hated each other Mm -hmm. so in civil war they didn't get along at all like they're like hey can you move up your seat no and then in the same tv show they're (laughs) like you're not going to move up your seat no i'm not so like they even brought that humor that comedy back from like the civil war movie i wanted that relationship to still you know be there but let's see what's going to happen with it i will 100 watch it but I'm trying to get into my hopes of it's going to be okay because like the villain, like the villain is a main, like the leader's huge. Like Mm -hmm. he's one of the big, like big villains in the MC universe. So let's see how they're going to even make him. Are they going to make him green with like a giant head as well? Like the movies. I feel like Like, they would have to, right? Like, like, but again, Marvel doesn't do that sometimes. <laughs> but they also kind of have to explain this long absence, right? Because the character has been hiding for so long. And then you've got the blip to take into account, right? With Endgame, like that's why, advancing that's, everything by five years. Where has this character been? He, he blipped. Um, 100%. Yeah, and, they're going to do and, that. And now they'll have to they'll have to kind of catch us up and be like, yeah, so you remember this guy from this movie? Well, he's back. So, <laughs> and now he's green. He's got a big ass head. So, uh, because this character, the villain, is typically known as a Hulk villain, right? Yes. So, you've got this new Captain America with zero superpowers. Like, how he, how is he going to handle a character of this magnitude? I he guess just we'll... needs to work out every single day until yeah. he gets old. Keep and then doing he's training montages. <laughs> that, that the training montage. That's the thing. Like. He Bucky has the fear. He has a serum in him, so he doesn't. He won't age as he will. So eventually, five years from now, I'm like, okay, dude, yeah, you're all ripped, but I'm still stronger than you. Like, I got a fucking arm that's made out of 
like like nothing can freaking kill me exactly and so but you know whatever marvel wanted to that way i will definitely support them in that way but let's see what they do and how the villains of this movie are going to happen and how is all it right. going to all introduce into one giant movie yeah so i guess we're getting we're getting close to the end of the, our, uh, our marvel side here so you did mention winter soldier that leads us into the thunderbolts we actually did officially get the casting reveal of the thunderbolts out on stage um, including uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, who's going to be leading. I guess she's going to be the Nick Fury of this team. We've got David Harbour, the actor who's coming back to play Red Guardian, who was he was first introduced in Black Widow. This was a, sort of a surprise character. I was not expecting him to be in this team, but I, it's nice to see him come back. I, I did kind of enjoy his character in Black Widow, and it's nice to see him get a bit more screen time. Ghosts, as well as we mentioned from Ant and the Wasp, is going to be coming back in this team. Uh, then we got John Walker, the U.S. agent, who we did see get recruited at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She's uh, he's coming in. Then we got Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier. Do we have a lot of people who are kind of playing Taskmaster like, too? Taskmasters here as well. We've got Yelena, uh, the new Black Widow. We've got a lot of sort of physical hand-to-hand combat fighters in this team. The, the biggest omissions I found were the rumors were that like Abomination was supposed to be a team member here. As yeah, well, I heard that. Or Red Baron Hulk. Zemo. Baron Zemo from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I as heard well. that too. I don't know why he didn't come in. But, I, but there is still a possibility maybe they're holding stuff back. So it's possible that this may not even be the final team. It could, you honest truth, Marvel loves to make you think what they want you to know. And then they yeah. literally me oh what what the hell happened because i i like every marvel movie that i watched everything in the trailer is in the first 10 minutes of the movie and then you have no idea what's happening for the rest <laughs> i mean it does seem like it's a pretty even team right here right you've got your six fighters and then your leader so it's very possible villain? oh like we don't know we have no idea like that's a t that's a good team i don't like the team because bucky would never be in the same team as the guy that right next to him because in the winter soldier they hated each other so why are they working together now? <laughs> well, they'll have to they'll have to determine how these characters are all brought together, I guess, right? And then yeah, like again, Taskmaster with they she did her own vision, like she walked away. And then again with Ghost, like where the hell did they find Ghost? <laughs> they'll have to explain that, right? She may get recruited in the film. Like it might be one of those last minute recruits. Could be last minute, probably. Oh, I should yeah. have five seconds. <laughs> Well, um, so this film is set to drop. I believe it's going to be the film to close out phase five. So it's going to drop July 26, 2024. So we've still got some time. Um, but the fact that we got the cast, at least for this, makes up for the fact that we didn't get the cast for Fantastic Four, which means yes. sometime next year we'll probably get the cast for Fantastic Four, which is it's, it's fine. I forgive Marvel this time. You know, we got something. Uh, Something's better than nothing. <laughs> finally, we got a little bit of a tease as to the, the Marvel's project, which is going to bring together... Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, as well as uh, Monica Rambeau. Yes. And it the way they describe this film, it's almost like a kind of like a freaky Friday film. You know what I mean? Like they're it sounds like the three characters are going to be switching bodies throughout the film. You, you see so? that you see that actually at the end of um Miss Marvel in the post-credit scene where Brie Larson's character shows up. That is it, it's actually Miss Marvel in Captain America's. Captain Marvel's uh, body. Is and, it, or did she? Yeah. Did, she did, did she change? Because in the comics, she has the power to actually change her body. 
So I think what they're what they're doing is they're they're doing that story, but then they're going to have it happen to all three of the characters, and that's how they all come together. They all like um, teleported. Like I was you like two days ago. That I was you was a couple days ago. <laughs> and it's very likely that that scene that we saw in the post credit scene is part of the film. Like because it, why it does she have, have big? Why does she have long hair? She cut her hair in what is it? Uh, the last the last movie of Avengers. Right. So she had short hair, really short hair. And but now I think in Shang-Chi, it grew back in. Uh, I don't remember because that was post credit. I remember she was in the post credit scene because she had to deal with something else. I remember because Bruce was actually Bruce. He wasn't the Hulk at that time. So but again, they, they explained why he was like that because he made that device. But it's going to be interesting. They didn't have a they didn't have a trailer at all. Right. Yeah, the, there was no trailer for it. Just so sort I, of a discussion. And if anything, they probably had like a sizzle reel of like maybe some screenshots, but it was all behind closed doors. Just the main uh, actors on stage talking about the film. And of course, with Kevin Feige standing there breathing down their necks, they're probably not allowed <laughs> to say much or else they'd get fired. So uh, definitely. But like he, I hear is a hard ass. I hear is a big hard ass that on his people like his, the contracts that they write of like like what they can say and what they can say, like you can get sued of yeah. what you like. It's just amazing of what marvel has the power of you <laughs> yeah and and you know what the, that actually brings us to the end of the d3 d23 expo that was all the major reveals i mean i gotta say some exciting stuff coming down the pipe and we definitely still have so much more to learn about uh, in the coming years right we had we still don't have the full slate for phase six but it's it's promising right we know where it's leading to it's just what's going to slot into those those dates that have been predetermined for us right now yeah um and that's that's what we will find out eventually but what i think we're going to do now is we're going to get to our poll question i want to pull it up here because uh, right now i don't have my script in front of me and i've completely forgotten what my poll question was from last week uh, oh that's right so last week on on the episode i did ask everybody uh, if they if you guys think that you're going to be playing halo infinite into 2023 despite all the setbacks this was tied to you know the fact that 343 had released their roadmap for the next couple of months. And then I know, Matt, you play a lot of Halo <laughs> Infinite. So you've probably seen the roadmap. You heard about the fact that split screen co-op was canceled and the upcry or the outcry over that. Uh, Forge mode beta is definitely coming down the pipe. But according to the poll that I released with 11 votes, 82% of people said that they would not continue playing Halo Infinite, while 18% said yes. Does that surprise you at all? I, for me, I'm not surprised by it. No, I, I gave up on Halo already, to be honest. <laughs> like, I was talking to our buddy Jordan, and uh, he wants to complete the Game Pass. And I told him, I'm sorry. Like, I jumped in today, and I was like, I, I'm, I can't do it. Like, the game just, it's not, they destroyed my childhood. Like, Halo was one of my favorite games of all time. And just, like, I can't do co-op. And literally, that's what they were trying to do for, like, the longest time. Hey, don't worry, guys. Co-op is coming. It's coming. Don't worry. It's going to be the next... At next uh, season, don't worry. And now they're saying it's not going to be here. I'm like, so what the fuck were you guys doing for almost five years? Like this game was <laughs> in produced for five effing years. And now they gave us a garbage review of saying, oh, we're just having troubles. So what were you doing for five years? Like you were, they gave us an, an idea of what they were making five years ago and they're still working on it and they're still having problems. So I think they're, the fan base is getting really frustrated. They're always going to be the hardcore fans but I feel like they're going to lose a lot of people if new games do come out and they're better. It's going to, it's going to affect them a lot. 
like again right when god of war comes out my my xbox is going to be dust it's yeah. going to go straight to my ps4 and it's going to be a lot of hours because i got over you know probably the first god of war i replaying it because i like to play the the plus mode so basically you play the whole game by unlocking all the specials that you did so i'm redoing that as well so i'm almost 100 and something hours in that game and i just feel like halo is going to just they got to do something like their little gameplays that they do suck <laughs> i mean so the barrier I, to entry for that game it, it seems relatively low right like you don't have to pay a heck of a lot to to jump in but the content's not there and it feels as if they're pushing back the stuff that should have been released day and date with the launch of the game Yes, 100%. Um, because they're trying to stretch it out as a live service game to compete with the likes of other live service games. And it's unfortunate, right? Because people have been looking forward to Halo for so long. And, you know, the fact that now they're they're dropping content that sh- has been in Halo games from the inception of Halo, it's unfortunate to see. Uh, but that's un- like, I feel like that's just sort of the way of the industry right now. It also, if you heard the big news from... I think late last week about the the head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, leaving the company. Yes. That was sort of that. another sort of premature nail in the coffin. But I feel as if like the 343 Industries is going to carry on. They'll find a replacement. I mean, they got it. They've put the roadmap out there. So they have to fulfill those promises to the the audience. Right. Do they really have to? They promised us something and they took it away from us. <laughs> that would be honestly like because Halo, they're banking on Halo. It's their big it's their baby on game pass right now. Like if that game were to fail, if they were to just give up, like they would have on like cyberpunk or something like that, like that would be it for Xbox. I, I don't know. It's but again, yeah. like, I don't play it. So I, I, I can't speak personally to it. I just, you're not missing anything. Don't, don't yeah. even, yeah, honest. You know, you can play it online. Like if you really wanted to, you can get game pass, get it on a PC and log in and you can play it, but I do not recommend it. It is nothing crazy. It is it's just like another maybe buffed up halo version of just graphics. Basically story mode sucked. I, I beat it in a couple of weeks. It's nothing crazy. Like the bad guys were nothing crazy. They're obviously the after, if you did I, a spoiler right now, I beat the game. They are going to be another halo. They literally teased us as another halo coming out, but when that's coming out, I have no idea if it's going to come out. We have no idea. <laughs> But I have a feeling that the guy left because he knows what's going to happen and he wanted to leave on top. This is what I left. I didn't leave when Halo failed. So that's why mm. he's leaving. Oh, well, that's just the way of the industry. They'll, they'll figure it out, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, I actually didn't put together a new poll for this week. So I'm just going to take a break from the poll until the next episode. So, you know, feel free to just live your life on Twitter as normal. Don't even go check out my Twitter for any new polls. It, you'll see it on the next episode, but <laughs> that does, we are at the close of the show. So I will quickly go over some of the slate. And because I have you as a guest on, I'm going to throw to you first, Matt, where can people find you on the internet? They want to know more about your side business or even just find you on the socials. Uh, I have a Facebook and an Instagram. I don't use it a lot, but I, st- I still get notifications. It's called MC 3d art and design. 
I have an Instagram page that I do post some stuff. I'm going to start posting more stuff. I promise. Of I just figure I just finished my photo booth, so I got a nice white screen. I'm gonna start posting my giant Pikachu's and squirrels. I got Pikachu squirrels, Charmanders, Bobazors, little Pikachu's, big Pikachu. So they go up to all sizes. So if you guys ever want anything, DM or if you guys want to have an idea of a something that you want print and you don't have a 3D printer, I can print it for you and we can work out a situation to get it to you. Perfect. Thanks so much, man. And so just to go over some of the links for me, I'm going to keep it condensed. I'm not going to talk about everything that I normally talk about at the end of the show. But if you guys want to follow the show on social media, of course, my personal Twitter account at Will Key spelled with K-E-E. The podcast Twitter account is at Podcast Outbreak. If you want to search for this podcast on TikTok or Redbubble, you can search for me at William Outbreak. As well, the show is on anchor.fm, so you can look for anchor.fm backslash the Outbreak Podcast. And Anchor helps distribute the show to all of the all of the minds, all of the ears on whatever listening platform you listen to the show on. That includes Apple, Google, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeart, some other. You could probably find it in your mailbox outside your house. Who knows? It probably airmailed it by pigeon or something. Like, I don't know. Anchor does some crazy things and it's free. So that's pretty cool. Thank you guys so much to listening to this episode. Matt, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me for almost two hours. That was, I knew it was going to run long, but that's okay. You know, you know I what? Gotta, I, I got to edit it, it. So, yeah, I got it. We got a couple of situations that we got to do, but you know, that's just, that's life. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll make it sound perfect in post. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and have yourselves a great night. Keep it fresh, guys.